0: I he was running on fumes. Garrett, slow play, pitch out to the side. Common beast mode, both in the same spot.
1: Oh, oh no! my god!
0: Justin
1: ends the drop for the General NRG. Well, there he is. Unbelievable redirect from Justin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pitch, a Rocket League esports podcast. We're back, like we are every week. True, even through your dental work and everything, we're we're still kicking it. How does it feel being back? Do you feel good right now? Do you feel drugged up? Uh, I'm
0: not currently drugged up, so you know I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. But
1: that's the fun part. I thought
0: <laughs>
1: you could say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it is, is very interesting. I've never really taken any, like, prescribed pain medicine before, so it's been an experience for sure.
1: It's been the closest thing you've had to an acid trip, and it's just a good time. (laughs) It is. So that's basically what you've been doing. You've just been home since what, how long have you been home for? Friday. Last Friday? Oh, so a week. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you been uh, been playing games at all? Playing some stuff?
0: There's... There's only a few games that I was able to, like, really play Find the will to
1: live. Yeah,
0: I I tried playing Rocket League, and I could play for about 10 minutes, and then it was mental overload.
1: Concentration? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: my concentration was just dead after about 10 minutes. So yesterday actually was the first time I played Rocket League for more than 20, 30 minutes at a time.
1: You you would play twos, right? I'm assuming you didn't like to mm-hmm. do ranked solos because that would probably be bad uh-huh. for your health. I almost did, but I someone got on, so I played twos. Thank goodness. Look at you go. <laughs> I know. Last night we played, you know, a, a smidge of F1. It was a good time, bro. Last night was weird.
0: <laughs> it was.
1: It was very weird. <laughs> it was a weird night in the Discord call. I don't know even how to explain it. It was odd. Uh, um i've been playing my steam deck a lot drew it's been it's It's been a joy too what what is that what is that supposed to mean
0: nothing not not good or bad it's just not
1: surprising (laughs) i got my steam deck got spider-man on it i think i ended the last episode off talking about steam deck and i'm gonna start Mm -hmm. this one it is honestly great like you don't think about it before you have one but like now whenever a game comes out i'm like hmm I hope that's on Steam Deck. Like I wanna play the game so I can use my Steam Deck. And the little like touch pads that I've shown you, like they have the two like input like mouse pad, trackpad type things. They have a bit of rumble when you put your like fingers over them. So that is satisfying in an, in of in, in and of itself. So it's kind of just like a dopamine hit at all times. <laughs> so um I'm enjoying it though. Um, and there's a lot of games that I'm looking forward to coming out. Uh, Pokemon, like Violet, Scarlet and Violet, and Splatoon Three. Um, and there's that new Sonic game. Have you seen that one? I the I Frontiers think,
0: is it called? Or is I think that the I one heard from... something about
1: it a long time ago, but I haven't
0: seen anything on it for a while.
1: Yeah, it's Sonic Frontiers coming out November 8th. I just want Sega to make a good game. Again, I haven't. They haven't made a good game cool. since I was like eight.
0: Yeah, it would be cool. I wouldn't lie.
1: I don't. I haven't seen much about Sonic Frontiers. I just know it's open world. I'm pretty positive, and that's what makes me excited. Anyway, um, this is a Rocket League esports podcast, uh, as I say in the intro <laughs> every time. So let's let's talk about a, a little bit of Rocket League. So I think it was yesterday that the announcement trailer for season eight came out for competitive mm. um and it's kind of like a a street theme like kind of like back to your roots is kind of what they're advertising um have you checked out the new map i think i sent it to the discord yesterday i don't remember
0: yeah i have seen the new map it looks overall it looks like it's gonna be a good season looks like there might be some good items i like the they're new all- map
1: the new map is an s tier map i like the like, at least, I don't know if you, I'm assuming you'll be able to change the times. I don't know if that's the standard, like, night and day, but, like, they have it at dusk or dawn, and it is beautiful. Like, I like it a lot. Um, and the, uh, the Type R with the underglow, they're calling it edge light, but it's basically underglow, uh, which we've been asking for. For, like, years? I think this is the best <laughs> season since I can remember, at least. Is is that a contest for you? Um, I
0: don't know. I think people have been pretty hard on recent seasons. There was... The space season wasn't too bad. The map was... Starbase Arc Interesting. Yeah, it was interesting because it was so dark and it was hard to see.
1: Uh, oh, no. No, you're not talking about Starbase Ark then. You're talking about the one from, like, three seasons ago, right? yeah it was it was a starbase arc
0: themed but it
1: was like darker no it was different no that was space one you're talking about the one where you can't see the borders really and like there was depth perception stuff
0: Mm, i i don't know it's just that map is hard to see on for some reason i don't know why they made it better But to start out, it's really hard to see on for me and people I played with, I don't know about other people, but uh, I think I think it is set to be a really good season. I don't know about the best one for a long time though, I don't know.
1: Not like I mean going into the future, I mean like the long Yeah, like yeah, and, and in like the past in recent more. terms. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. it's got we got a grass map we get to touch grass and it's a really (laughs) beautiful like it's probably going to be my new favorite map i'm not even joking maybe neo tokyo always rivals it but it is so pretty um and it's kind of has that street vibe like if you look at the background there's the skyline from the city in the back and you're kind of in a more parky area i don't know Mm -hmm. it looks it looks really clean
0: yeah, this current season we're currently in season seven, so it this one I think isn't too bad. I like the bringing back the gold items. Yeah. some gold items. I don't know if you knew that, but yeah, I did. They're they're hard to Kendall get.
1: Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, they will. Do you have them? nice? I don't. I bet Chance has them. If anybody does, probably. Chance buys like. Um, all the tiers to start every season yeah we won't talk about the training you guys but anyway uh okay so it's called (laughs) sovereign Heights. i'm looking at the trailer for it right now it looks so pretty with the type r on it and um what's the name of that like the paint job that it has where you can literally mix and match different designs like what was that called do you know what i'm talking about Mm, no i don't know uh let me go in the trailer real quick it looks like... Oh, yeah, and they're releasing new Hoops map. Sorry, I'm all over yeah, the place. Yeah. I'm watching this trailer, so that's why it's kind of all over you know,
0: the place. I barely ever play Hoops, but that was kind of surprising because they haven't really touched anything. They haven't talked about Hoops. Well, they haven't talked about or touched anything with, like, extra modes in a long time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we had some drop shot stuff maybe in some rumble, but it's mostly been just new, like versions of extra modes that we've been getting
1: yeah yeah i think they've kind of tried in certain ways like the rocket league community is really picky but i think even (laughs) for the rocket league community they were trying to get so like they were trying to go so over the top that it just kind of felt cringy like uh two seasons ago was like the cartoony one Uh, i don't remember what, what it was called but with the really bad neo tokyo like, two over the top. Some people liked it. A lot of people didn't like it. Season seven was a lot better. Um, it was really clean. And now they're almost doing like the exact opposite of that. Um, and I looked it up. So it's called Streetwear. So, like, these super dope, like, saturated designs with saturated wheels. Like, there's in the trailer, there's like three or four different ones that they show off. Um, and they're so cool. I'm just about ready to get those decals and like slap some Christianos on them and call it wraps. Um, but I'm really happy for it. Like I'm gonna give it like just from the trailer an eight out of ten. I think it's really pretty. Um, and they're including the like a real life Honda Civic Type R. It's in the Rocket Pass. This is the first time they've ever done that, which I think is is really cool.
0: Yeah, it's probably gonna be the first good rocket pass car that we've ever had like there's been some that are decent but like this might be the first one that people actually use like consistently
1: yeah. yeah i'm excited i'm sure they'll do like some sort of freestyling event like they normally do with new cars um because it is the octane hitbox so i could very very reasonably see that uh type r civic in uh, comp, I think I, I'm gonna give it a try. It looks like it. It it looks pretty clean. The dimensions.
0: Okay. I have a worry that with the with that car though, that it might be more like of a Takumi. Like it's got the octane hitbox, but it's like really short. I haven't seen. Oh, like it you mean like, like, like a compared. hybrid? Yeah, like well, it's not a hybrid hitbox, but like the Takumi has the octane hitbox but it's like shorter you know what i mean like Mm -hmm, mm. lengthwise, like bumper to bumper
1: it might be they haven't said
0: it just seems like it has the possibility to and that worries me yeah
1: we'll have to see um season eight drops uh september 7th uh on all platforms so make sure to boot up your game if you haven't in a few months aka me um <laughs> i'm actually really excited to try some of these like genuinely they look really cool um so that's season eight and that's my steam deck talk let's actually get into rlcs talk so bds parted ways with kale their former coach who i think they had all of last season um mm. and part of this season before moving on to Mew. um he kind of moved to the manager role so he's been uh, i don't know if let go i think he was mutual more so and kind of on a similar vein, a former BDS uh, member, Mark Byate, uh, he's forming a team with Atomic and Dorito uh, under the club name ARG. And he was actually on that team way back in 2019. That was like his original team name. Um, so they're looking for uh, for an organization right now. But what are your first impressions on that, on Mark, Atomic, and Dorito? I think that's pretty nasty.
0: Uh, I think it has the possibility to be really, really good or the opposite. I don't know. I don't think it'll be either like in between. I think there'll be a really good roster or they won't do very good at all. So I don't know. I don't I know. Thought
1: Dorito, Dorito really impressed me when he was on the guild. I think he did really well. So
0: yeah, I think individually they're all very good players.
1: But you know, is it just the synergy.
0: It just synergy, and just I have a gut feeling
1: that wait a second
0: they're swinging for the fences.
1: Wait a second, Drew. Is this a f- is this the f- full Spanish roster?
0: Well, this is a full Spanish roster. This Are we going back interest. to
1: Vodafone Giants right now from season ten?
0: No, hopefully not.
1: Okay, I'm ready for the Spanish Bim Bam play style. I'm okay marking it now my team for next season for EU liquid and ARG watch <laughs> it book it they're gonna be they're going to attend at least one major based off of their offense alone the meta with team liquid right now is they're so mechanical and so good and obviously they have synergy that's what I think really propelled them I think that's the meta is kind of like being aggressive and it always has been to an extent but way more so now. So if they're anything like Liquidar with their playstyle, I think they'll definitely make a major, at least. At least one.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. this. I'm really game, bullish on this. <laughs> the game has become so uh, offensive, but also equally as defensive. Like, the World Championship was to me, surprisingly defensive-based.
1: Like... Whoever had the better no, they defense won. So, oh, are you uh, talking about the entire thing? Yeah, the, the entire thing. So oh, okay.
0: I could see their offense being really high-powered, but I worry that they might be like the old Vodafone Giants and just let a lot of really silly stuff through.
1: No, but look at the teams that made it to playoffs. Moist, amazing offense BDS, amazing offense V1, when they're online, has amazing offense. NRG, okay, they got there cause of <laughs> because of Fallen. Because of defense. <laughs> G2, no, because of Fallen Winter. G2, uh, best offense in NA for most of the season. Faze, really good offense when they play together. KC, pulled it together when they had Noli. Fioria, really offensive. So, like, I, I don't know. I think it's very, I'm not saying it's just like go for the ball and like that's it. Like go dumb. But I I, I was, I kind of agree with Lawler. He's like, you kind of have to take big risks in the modern league a little bit more because defense is so good. Yeah, I I agree. That's what he was saying. So
0: I think, I think if you're going to be a top tier team, you have to have good defense. Like, if you don't have a good defense, you're not going to be a top tier team. We saw with Optic, Optic's one of those teams that, They don't really have any offensive capability and they just, we'll talk about it later on actually.
1: They don't have any capability.
0: They don't have any offensive capability and they'll get a game or two here because of transitions and whatnot. But I feel like you have to have both. You have to have a good offense and defense is so vital anymore that just if you make the most simple mistake, it's gonna, you're gonna get burned for it. And I feel like, Spanish Bim Bam teams are not the best with their defense. So (laughs)
1: it could be
0: a problem. It could be a problem, but who knows? Uh, Atomic, Mark, and Dorito could be just some god team that is really good all around. So we'll have to see.
1: This is is my hot take, my first hot take for the 2022-23 season. So last season, my hot take was... I did not like Atomic to G2. That one didn't work out well. This one is going to be different, though. Uh, Mark Atomic and Dorito. They will make... My hot take is they will make two-thirds of the majors. Easy.
0: Two-thirds? I think they're going to make two out of three. I think there's going to be a lot of super teams mm,
1: forming this season. there, There could be, but I think that... Maybe the first split they're still trying to get it together, and then second and third it's it's raps, or 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 the exact opposite. They start off really hot in the first two splits, and they kind of cool off. One of the two, uh, but enough to uh, make um, the mainland uh, world championship.
0: I don't. I I don't that's know. my hot take.
1: It's, it's a hot take. I'm not I think like that. I mean, in its world, essence, it's I a hot. It's a hot take. I don't think you trust Mark enough, Drew. Have you seen his I, hair?
0: Yeah, but I also know how good him, Atomic, and Dorito were individually on their teams with defense. And That's what worries me, Owen. That's what worries me.
1: Well, we... I mean, you can look at it at two sides. We haven't seen them have to play defense a lot, but that also means we don't know if they're good or not. Like, they could be awesome. Like, they just haven't had to do it, so... Well, you
0: know? uh, statistically... Actually all three of them uh allowed the most goals on their team. <laughs> like whenever Mark was the third, he would always almost always let a goal through. Same with Atomic and Dorito. More often than their teammates, at least. So I don't know. I think mm, I I don't know. I want it, I want it to work, but I have I have doubts.
1: I have doubts. That's all True. I'm gonna say. Okay, let's move on. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> um, another interesting rumor, not quite set yet. Uh, Shift RLE um, posted on Twitter yesterday that apparently Jack and Noli are set to team for the 2022-23 season. Um, they have not found a third yet, but NA and EU are on the table to move to, I think is what they're saying. I don't think it's like pulling people from NA or EU. I think it's uh, moving uh, from what it sounded like in the tweet, so that's interesting to me. Um, there's been a few cross-region uh, players and and transfers so far. Um, I think there was some in Sam that we talked about last week. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but there are definitely more players. I know OSM says he'd go to uh, EU or NA, so I think it's interesting. I think the the esport I mean frankly has more money than it used to. So mm-hmm. peop, like I think players are more like motivated and it feels more viable uh to move across the country and with apparently Jack done with school and I think Noli's done with school as well. Like it does I could see it happening.
0: Yeah, I I would be surprised now that it's Noli. Two, I'd be surprised if they move. Well, I don't know. It could be more likely now that it'll be two of them going. I I don't know. Oh. It would be interesting to see Jack and Molly in NA, the LDU, Uh, What's a nice word? All the EU fans that are <laughs> zealously fans of EU always talk about how NA is garbage, but still NA and EU don't go like even in world championship standards. Uh, Yeah. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how they would do in a a regional environment. I don't know. We know that it's a lot different than EU, and we always have the question of is EU just inconsistent or is there that much depth, though? Uh, It would be interesting to see. I'd like to see it, actually. Jack and Noli go to NA just to see how how they would do over here.
1: Jack Noli, and Reddles. Mm, just that would be a good team a free No, no, I think just, that would be good it's just team. Reddit right now is crazy. It's like just Reddles is a free agent, so any any team that doesn't have a third <laughs> yet, they just slap Rettles in there like like uh like duct tape. Um and they just really are like, Yep, there you go. Um, that will be interesting though. It, w- it would get clicks for sure. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to see uh, who they decide on shift normally mentions somebody, somebody that they are eyeing, but they didn't mention anybody for abjack and Noli. So we'll, we'll have to see what their third is, um, going into next season. If they do decide to team next up, just for the news, before we get on into, uh, the group stage discussion, um, astral is eyeing team vitality as his next spot so it seems like unless right. cassio uh, hold on <laughs> it seems like unless cassio uh decides to stay with Carming Corp, um it seems like that roster is splitting up uh fully which i think is a bit odd um, regardless though uh yeah so um, astral eyeing vitality Radocin, he's trying thirds with alpha and K-Dop. And exotic is one of the contenders as well. So there's a lot of different ways this could shift. Um, I you you try to interrupt me, so I'll just let you go now. What do you want to say?
0: <laughs> I, I I didn't have anything I wanted to say. I just wanted to sneak in a vitality bid there. I haven't got to do that oh, in a while.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. Um, Astral and Alpha. Tell me. Well. Okay. I think. Can I guess what you're gonna to say to that, real quick? Go ahead. What what you're thinking is, Alpha and Astral, good team, but they need somebody to hold it back, and you're worried that they won't do that. Is that yeah. what you're thinking?
0: Pretty much. I think that oh, Astral okay. could do it better than Alpha, because uh, Alpha is only offensively oriented. To be fair, though, he's, he's had that, to be. He's to be he fair. Has. He's had to be. That's very fair. Same with Astral. <laughs> At times, but uh, I it could work. I could see it working really well actually. They could be you know, overly mechanical and overly offensive, but I feel like you do need that third someone I don't to think you
1: can be overly, hold. overly uh, mechanical if you have a good, no, third, I mean, like offensive, torment. offensive, oh, okay, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like torment
1: yeah you're right you're right that is true just find torment it's easy yeah you know? just, just get torment, torment on
0: your team and have your other two teammates and never ever do offense
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, defense defense that's funny. that's funny but is there anything uh, that sticks out to you I didn't mean to cut you off before uh,
0: n- not really I mean vitality's future is very it'll be interesting I don't know what Vitality would do. They haven't shown that they're willing to drop up, which I think is very silly if they're wanting to win world championships. Um I don't know. I could see Alpha and Astral and ridos doing really, really
1: good, so it's just I kind guess of Rhodosin is of the, the coin. third on that team.
0: Yeah, I think I think he would be. It seems like he would be the most likely because it seemed like it was and was trying thirds with Alpha, and then trying thirds with KDOP. So it seems like he's the solid person there, it, from from mm. the information that we have at least.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know if I'm reading this right, but or like understanding it correctly. But so it lifts up lists off some of the possibilities. I already went through some of them. Uh, that Radosin is trying thirds with Alpha and KDOP. Exotic is one of the contenders. But also under that is potential to stick. Does that mean stick with, like, the 2021 roster? Is that what I that means? I don't know why
0: you would do that ever.
1: That would be nuts unless, like, they're just going to... I don't know in what way business or, or competitively that... That is a good idea for the players. When you have teams like Astral or like K- Carmen Corp splitting up when they played really well, why would Team Vitality decide to stick it out out of every team?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless they really, really, really want to keep out for some reason. I mean, he's a good marketing ploy and uh, is a very big streamer. But other than those two things, he's not he's not definitely not a very good player right now. So I don't know why you'd be so interested in keeping your current roster, especially whenever they didn't produce anything last season. Yeah. So
1: I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just they're he's just like, Hey, give me a prove it deal. One more time. Let's run it back. Barry he
0: like. was a smart man and got out of there while he could.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I don't think we mentioned that. Yeah, K dop or K dop. Fairy Peak. Uh I don't know if he parted ways or left or what the terminology they I used.
0: Think, I think he's like left or parted ways. Uh, yeah, I didn't
1: Yeah, I don't know like if they kicked him or if he just since he was a sub just was like yeah. I know, feel like he left. Leave. I think he yeah. was
0: under contract, but
1: maybe got a buyout or something. I I is the ploy is the play for uh, for Fairy Peak get a team like we're i mean we're already in the off season, so like i guess he's probably been kind of scouting teammates ever since he's been benched, maybe uh so it's maybe possible. he has somebody in mind but like is the play that you do that you just get a team and try to run it back with somebody else or do you do like what kronovi did and he kind of failed with it um and kind of like take a season off to like grind mechanics or whatever, but he's also old, so like there's not much time he has left anyway. So, I don't know what you do there.
0: I I feel like whenever it comes to older players, it's a lot of the time it's that they have lost their want to grind as much as the younger players. The younger players put in so much time every single week to really practice. And I I don't know. I don't know if he if he what he will do, I don't know what would be the best option for him. So, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like he's like down mechanically. Maybe he's just down uh, in the way that the game is played right now. Wise, maybe that's the biggest thing. Probably is the just biggest the thing shift. to me. <laughs> yeah, the meta shift, I guess, is a good way to say it.
1: Mm, yeah i don't think there's any perfect answer we're just gonna have to see um going into next season so uh lots of stuff we we are pretty much we are still recapping the uh the wild or the wild card the world championship and there's already roster stuff happening it's pretty crazy how um how fast stuff moves in this scene so uh, let's get on to that though uh let's recap kind of discuss, go over, whatever you want to say, uh, the, the group stage of Worlds. Um, and what we'll do is I think we decided on going through all of Group A, discussing it, and then all of Group B. So so we're going to uh, cover each one individually. So for Group A, um, for the upper uh, quarterfinals, um, it's was Moist, Space Station, Endpoint, Simper, Team BDS Renegades and V1 versus NRG. Um, I've been talking for a second. I have some thoughts on this uh, part of the bracket, but I'll, I'll let you go first, Drew. If you do have something that you want to add, uh, Group A,
0: man. Group A was both groups were really fun to watch. Uh, there was a couple sweeps in this. Or four sweeps, actually, in this group. There was none. One. Sorry. One and two in the other. <laughs> My brain isn't working. Sorry. Two in no, the other good, four in good. this one. Um, Honestly, I'm going to start out with the one that I thought was going to be a dud. And Simper and Point. Man, that was a really good series. I did not think that it was, was going to be worthwhile watching or anything of that sort. But... It went the distance. It went all seven games. Uh, Simper kind of showed up really strong in the final game, but uh, I was really surprised. I didn't really know if Simper was going to be able to carry their wild card presence. And we didn't really know what Endpoint was going to look like at this point. And Endpoint showed up at this point. They showed up pretty well. They looked really good. Uh, but I think Simper just played better overall.
1: Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you could also say that um, at this point, Simper, so they barely beat Endpoint. They lost 4-0 to Mois. so maybe they were starting to downtrend from that momentum. So maybe that's why it was a bit closer than we thought uh, with Endpoint taking it to 7. Because um, I just don't have any faith in that roster. I'm sorry. I, it sounds mean, but like, I just... I think both these teams were a weird matchup to make it to groups. I don't yeah, think I had either of them in groups. Um, so it's just kind of a a, a weird matchup there. Um, I want to mention uh, NRG versus V1. Actually, um, I've been oh, talking about NRG okay. a lot recently. <laughs> well, no, okay, okay, I'm not here just no, to dog on NRG. I'm just playing. Um. <laughs> This, I was, the other day I was kind of like highlighting, okay, on the bracket, okay, which games do I want to watch? This is one of the games I wanted to watch. Let me mute my Spotify for a second. There's a really annoying song on. Um, so it was a sweep for version one, actually. V1 swept them um, in the upper uh, quarterfinal. And Energy was scoreless in the first two games. Like, they were shut out in the first two games. They looked really predictable, like they have all season, and and I will get to some better parts in a minute. I'm not just gonna dog on them, but um, this whole tournament and a a good part of this uh, season for me, what they've been doing and what they did in the first few games, at least of this series, is they would get possession, keep possession, then slam it downfield with nobody to intercept it. Or to uh to accept the past to receive the pass. and I don't know why they've been doing that for so many months. I don't know. Did you do you feel the same way? I think we actually discussed this at the uh at the stadium.
0: Um, like energy as a whole, or just at this point?
1: Mm, just like in ge- well, in general for this season, like, do you agree that they've been kind of just shoving the ball downfield like hoping for somebody to make a mistake rather than actually having someone downfield to accept the pass.
0: Here's the thing with NRG is that they play a style that worked really, really well in Season X. And they've just been so good that they haven't really had to change their play style at all. I and think... so... Go ahead, sir. Because of that, they... The, their offense, they're very defensively orientated right now, I would say. They kind of have a hard time getting out on offense, uh, on defense, mostly because of what you said, where they just kind of blast the ball down the field and hope that it uh, gets into an open spot where they can really start their offensive rotations. But even when they do get to offense, they they don't play it to standards and the fact that their shooting percentage is super low like overall in yeah. this series it was 6.25 Series 6.25 across all three players gary g had zero percent squishy had 12.5 justin had 10 percent. they had a lot of shots per game they had more shots than uh version one but Not being able to finish off your shots. I think that the way that they look for weak spots in the defense is a good way to play it. But it doesn't really work anymore because they kind of just poke at different spots of the defense and find the soft spot. But uh, anymore, especially with version one, there's not really a soft spot. As long as Tormund is back, there's not going to be a soft spot. So really having to become creative which they're not they haven't been very good at i think is also a problem
1: i okay so i'll give nrg this around end of game three and on they got pretty creative with their passes and their their downfield offense um so just in 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 those last two games, credit to V1, like, they they pulled a master class on defense. They and did. I know the shooting wasn't great from NRG. I know. I watched the series, like, an hour ago, two hours ago. Like, it was bad. But also, there was some great defense uh, from V1 yeah. that series. Um, but at that point, V1 just had the momentum. Like, they, they started to kind of get better. But at that point, it was just already over. Um, they already had to reverse sweep, so um yeah it, it's rough and I don't know um kind of going back to your point about how how that play style worked for them in season X I think it worked for them but I also think it might have been kind of like the BDS effect of the of last season where it's like teams were also just scared out of the gate so they played worse and they were slower to 50s but as soon as they started understanding that they were a bit behind on the meta, uh, they stopped, they started becoming less scared and now they're not really mm-hmm. scared at all uh, comparatively. Um, but at the same time, they play really well in scrims from everything we hear. So I don't know. Um, There's such an oddity um, and it's going to be interesting to see kind of what they do going in the future. Um, but that's what I wanted to mention with uh, that game. Cause Energy was just a interesting team to follow. Uh, this uh, this tournament.
0: Yeah, and that um, in that series they played a lot better than I thought that they were going to. But it still
1: had me really worried,
0: especially mm-hmm. since it was a sweep. Going yeah, into the rest of the
1: start off the group, rest of the event. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't generally do well as of late when they drop to the lower bracket. So, um, uh, for the lower bracket, uh, Space Station versus Endpoint, Renegades versus the General. Do you want to comment on? I think we were at the stadium for the the Renegades game. Do you want to mention one of those those two matchups?
0: Um, well, the Space Station Endpoint was just pitiful to watch. I say that That's even the though it was close, ish. It was close, ish. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a blowout per se, uh, but Space Station definitely handled themselves and handled Endpoint uh, pretty handily. Like it wasn't very close. Overall, like, especially at the watching it endpoint was just making really silly decisions. They had a lot of chances, but they just didn't capitalize and there was a lot of mistakes. And I think it was probably nerves that they were already on their last life. Uh, and I think all those things kind of culminated into them just kind of rolling over and not playing very well.
1: Right. Um, yeah, I I kind of agree. Uh, I don't think there's much for me to comment. I think you covered it pretty well for endpoint. The Renegade series. I want to mention just a bit of backstory that's not totally even related to gameplay. So when this series started, Drew and you can vouch for me. I looked at our NRG uh, friend who who went with us. Uh, we he's his name's Chance. He's we've talked about him before here. Um, and he just looked. Scared, like there was just an uneasiness. I was right beside him. It was, it was a, it was kind of funny, but kind of sad. Like how the, uh, how the mighty fall.
0: Yeah, I was definitely, I was, I was so worried too. Well, cause yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what we were going to get. Uh, version one kind of showed the bad side of energy, and I didn't know if they were going to be able to pull themselves out of that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Going into this series, but. They didn't play too bad. I mean, they didn't play amazing, uh, but they certainly didn't play too bad. And they kind of built off of the series, I feel like, going into the rest of um, the event. They all played pretty well, I will say. Squishy. In this series, he just played... In this series and the one prior... He played super soft, I will say. He played really, really defensive. He didn't really push on anything. Same with Garrett. I feel like Justin was probably the most aggressive pretty easily. Yeah. And I I feel like that could be another one of the things that Energy really struggles with is that they're not aggressive like all these new teams are. And I feel like that's what makes a lot of these new teams really good is that they're just, they're not afraid. They're super. Um, confident that they can do whatever they're thinking that they're going to do. And I feel like mm. that's kind of the new meta and what the older teams and older players kind of fall behind on.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's just like the core of good mechanics. Like you explained it perfectly. Like they're so confident and so like it's so hardwired into them from a young age. Like exactly what you said. Like they they just think about it and they can do exactly what they want to do with the car and that's what great mechanics are it's not i mean it's flashiness but at its core it's just how well you can manipulate the car to do exactly what you want and i i've talked about it before but like the young guys like it's so weird it's like i don't know if it's if it's like blind confidence or if it or like where it comes from but you're right though like they just I don't know. It's crazy to me to see the young guys. I know it's not totally exactly what you were uh, fully talking about, but it kind of I like to talk about the young guys cuz there's a lot of fun players. Um Yeah. For the Renegade series, so I'm surprised you didn't mention this. So um for the Renegade series, uh they started off good. NRG did uh winning the first two and then there was a time I buy Renegades, and that's when things started to swing the other direction. Uh, game three uh, was a two-zero in favor of Renegades, mm-hmm. and then a three-two in game four, and that's where I started looking at you and Chance, and was like, "Hey guys, like, <laughs> how we doing over here? Like, <laughs> give me a, how are you feeling?" Um, and they showed some resilience, and it, it was against uh, Renegades, um, but they bounced back. Uh, and they won pretty handily the next two games without even calling a timeout and that's something that I don't think we we've seen much um, past winter split so I, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised by that.
0: Yeah, energy isn't really known for taking timeouts. I don't think they really ever have taken timeouts. <laughs> but um yeah, renegades made the good use of the timeout and really turned it around that third game. They did look a lot better. Um, in game four, I feel like NRG could have won it. There was just some simple mistakes. And really good plays from Renegades that helped them win that game.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, something I want to mention with NRG, I know they won this. Um, but it's kind of sad, and I I might have mentioned it before, and I apologize if I have. I am a forgetful person, but even i remember distinctly even in this renegade series like they looked so tense like you could tell they did not want to lose to oce mm-hmm. um it's it's like after they scored after justin scored um it was like more of a sense of relief than like excitement you know what i mean I, I kind of felt that for everybody um and i think that's kind of part of energy's bigger problem is also the pressure and and how they deal with it um so Uh, I just kind of want to mention that because that was something that I remembered from that series.
0: Yeah. I feel like, especially with NRG, they have such high standards put on them. Rightfully so. We know how good that they can be. Uh, And they just want to live up to those standards. And whenever you're in such a hard slump, like they have been, it's really, really hard to break out of that. Once you fall behind, it's so hard to get back. Even, close to where you were before. So uh one other thing I want to mention with this series is that in game four CJCJ CJ had a octane rating of 1.981 and Tommy had an octane rating of 1.856. NRG had 14 shots and they had 10 saves so
1: wow that's That's why i remember
0: that they played just (laughs) out of their minds that game renegades did
1: that's that's probably the highest octane rating they've ever had i i don't remember seeing a higher octane (laughs) rating that's hilarious um yeah uh so that was that was a good series and then we all cried afterwards because cj retired so they they killed cj so screw you NRG. anyway (laughs) um Moving back up to the upper bracket. So that was the uh, lower bracket round one. Or quarterfinal, I guess I should say. I'm used to wildcard. Um, moving to the upper bracket semifinals. Uh, two sweeps. Uh, Moist over Simper. And Team BDS over V1. Um, the Team BDS V1 game. Uh, I watched that too. Because version one One was also a, uh, a team that I was kind of following a little bit. At least uh, for this group A. And... They looked so much different. I mean, obviously, you can just see it from the scoreboard, but they looked so much different than they they did in the NRG series. These are the moments where it's like you see the type of team that BDS is. Like I was trying to come up with points to like just mention about V1 in the series. And like there just were no outstanding qualities by them, at least in the part that I saw. Um, The parts that I saw uh, of the series, it's like BDS has just a suffocating play style uh, on defense, especially like there were a few games in this where they weren't especially offensively like amazing, but their their defense just like they made V1 look totally different uh, than against NRG. And I think that's just kind of a testament uh, to them. Uh, So uh, Team BDS, very good team.
0: Yeah, and I'll come back to the BDS series, but Moist and Zimper series, Moist really just handled business. I mean, the first game was close only because Moist took till half point, halfway to really start playing. And once they figured out Moist is so good at this, this is why Moist is so good, is that they don't make you play their style. They take your style, they figure it out, and they just play it better than you. Yep. So moist. Uh, they're just. They're such a good team, but BDS yeah. version one. I'll tell you why. Version one absolutely sucked this series, and I'm gonna dog on okay. them a little bit because okay. it's their biggest failing. Is that they rely way too much on beast mode. I knew
1: you were gonna say that. I
0: was they gonna bring it up too. Rely way, way, way too much on beast mode, and beast mode. You deserve better, man. All right, you don't. You shouldn't always have to. Whenever you're not playing good, your team doesn't play good. But um, there was something that I think Mew said uh about the series afterwards is that uh on how they were so dominant and able to beat V one. I mean, they only allowed one goal and they scored twelve. Uh, and they said that. They found in replays that Torment, every time he got the ball, he would give it to beast mode, and then he would rotate back, grab corner boost, and be third man. And they said once they, <laughs> once they started cutting off that passing lane, demoing Torment, and stealing that corner boost, or stealing their corner boosts, that their offense just went flat, and they couldn't do anything, and... Uh, I don't have the Octane GG up for it, unfortunately. But
1: I don't remember a lot of shots for this series. Mm, no, not good shots, not quality shots. No. No. Um, I agree. So uh, my opinion on this has changed closer to what Drew, uh, Drew's opinion is and Alex uh, Belair, um, kind of closer to what they think. Yeah, when I started, Beast Mode was actually the main guy I was watching in this series on V1. And every offensive play was from Beast Mode. Everything in the air was a pass to Beast Mode. Calm was also almost as non-existent in like true offensive like striking and stuff as Torment was. He did facilitate and demo a bit more, but he didn't really add anything else. Um, so it really was just beast mode and you can't do that. You can't do that to the poor B mode. He's so good. Like, just give him something like calm, just something, please. Like give him a, like, just uh, lift the burden a tiny bit, not even a ton, just enough where, like you said, if beast mode, isn't playing a plus S tier that you're going to lose. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm starting to uh, see your guys's. Thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I, I, I just feel like you can't do that very much anymore. And calm, it works because calm is such a uh, disruptor. But uh, man, the, it just it falls apart whenever he's not on his game. And <laughs> I think, I think it's been able to be picked up on my mic. But if you've been hearing a barking in the background, that is my dog i think she's outside my door trying
1: to get in i haven't i haven't heard it actually <laughs> i can
0: see i think i can see it picking up
1: maybe oh is it I it's think not it's for me up. uh it's okay it's <laughs> it okay that much no i i can barely hear it if anything so it's not that it's not a big deal just just bark back you know just, just bark sometimes back. you get to bark back <laughs> that's all drinking mustard today <laughs> um okay moving to lower bracket semifinals uh, v one over space. Let me try that again. Uh, version one over space station four two, and energy over Simper four one. Um, so I want to mention, and I'm going to keep talking because I guess I just do that. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Version one is was so so odd. So they four O energy. They get 4.0 by a version by a Team BDS. They uh they go up against the space station, the absolutely handled endpoint. And then they beat Space Station 4 two. Like what the heck is that? What the heck is that true? Uh it's
0: playstyle it's where the playstyle works and where it doesn't, and being used to who you're playing, I think. And we also know that space station was having a lot of internal issues at this time.
1: <laughs> That's true. So That's true. I think it
0: falls to that more than anything to me. Even in their comms video, it was Arsenal was just kind of off. Even though he yeah. says that that had nothing to do with it, it just he just didn't seem right. Uh, that especially mm. whenever Riddles had that crazy air dribble play where he bumped, yeah, the air dribble flip and, and bumped. I mean, he didn't do anything, and Ruddles was like, "Come on, man." I need you to be hype, and he just wasn't. <laughs> and so yep. I feel like that had a lot to do with it, I'll be
1: honest. That's true. But it is interesting because Space Station uh, have a similar play style to V1, so you think they'd be able to counter it. But And maybe on a good day they would, but not, not today. So version 1 over Space Station uh, in that series. Uh, Space Station knocked out in groups uh, pretty crazy because I, I thought they were going to be... Um, a world's contender, but no. Uh, mm-hmm. Arsenal decided to be a big meanie. No, don't hate him. He's fine. It's no. all right. Things happen. Do um, energy versus Simper. Uh, do you remember this series? This is the least memorable series I can remember from the whole event. I think.
0: Uh, I think it was just a memorable because uh, it was a weird circumstance where we had uh, not all three players from Simper on the
1: stage. True, just one. <laughs> uh, we, excuse
0: me, we just had one. <laughs> I'm yawning while okay? we're doing this. Are you okay, Drew? Drew, I'm do you trying, need a coffee? I'm, I'm Hold trying, on, to, survive. Yourself. I'm trying okay, to survive. I'm trying to
1: survive. Again, people, give him a pass because he, he's been drugged up for a week. So he's he's really <laughs> what he's doing for us is a service. It's not a, a requirement. I'm doing my best. Um, yeah.
0: But uh, we had the weird circumstance where We didn't have all three players on stage from Simper, and we, it was kind of a team, these were two teams that we didn't really know what we were going to get out of them. And uh, after the first game, NRG swept, even though we had two overtimes and three games within one point, it was just, I I feel like it was unmemorable because of that, but it it was definitely a close series, Uh, it was a weird series sure i i I remember being a very strange one to watch especially as an nrg fan i i really didn't know how to feel throughout the entire series until they were three one up and i was like all right i feel like i'm okay now
1: we're good i can breathe
0: (laughs) I can breathe but until that point i really didn't know how to feel
1: i i was hearing people talk about simper like they had a buff because they had two people sick with covid and they got to stay in their dorms. Is that the dumbest thing you ever heard? That's the dumbest that thing I've ever had heard. A buff? That simper did because they had oh. two players who didn't have to play on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I I, don't I know. mean I I see, I see what they mean. Like the but I think like your synergy is gone cuz one of your players is on stage and your two other players have covid. Like that alone I don't think is going to give you a buff. So I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting. You, the, whoever said that, you're not actually stupid. I'm just... I, I'm heated up right now.
0: Well, I see where they're coming from, but I feel like this team thrives better whenever they're on stage than when they're not, so...
1: That's what... Yeah. That's what they did good in fall, is on stage. Yeah. So. Yeah, so... Um, so, Moist, BDS, V1, and Energy were the ones who made it to playoffs from Group A. Um... Let's move on to Group B and talk about my favorite team. Optic Gaming versus G2. Um, G2 swept Optic like we all knew they would. Um, I Just to kind of explain how I feel about this series, um, I got up and got a hot dog, which tasted really bad, but it was better than watching this series. But <laughs> don't fear. I rewatched it because I am a subpar host of a, of a podcast. Um, this series encapsulates everything that's wrong with Optic. Um, mm-hmm. Optic, when they go against a team that knows what they're doing at all, they will just suffocate you because Optic doesn't have a great defense, offense, midfield. Mist is their best player, and by golly, he's doing his best with what he has. And I'm an Alu fan, but I think this is the team that trolled Scrims through. I'm gonna have to say it now. This is the team that trolled Scrims easy. <laughs> and I don't like to say it because I'm the one who gunned for Lan Lucian. And to be honest, I feel hurt.
0: Yeah I, it's It's hard to have a lot of analysis on this one because
1: it's so, one, just, one-sided. it's so one sided. It's
0: so one sided and Optic just plays such an old playstyle where they just try to catch you with really silly things that just don't work in top series play, so
1: And it's not like it's not like old playstyle like Dignitas season eight. Like it's not that it's just a dumb old playstyle as well. Let's tack that onto it.
0: Yeah, it's just they they play so defensively and they just don't really have a lot of offensive creativity so
1: they have no just, identity.
0: Yeah, they don't really that's a good word for it. I like that. They don't have an identity with their offense.
1: Mhm. So uh so yeah, not much to say there but G2 sweep optic. Get those guys out of here. I I don't hate any of these teams. I want to mention I I I think sometimes I cover this too much, but I really don't hate Optic either. I just I'm just upset. I'm just like you uh, a team with miss shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't be uh shouldn't be like this. Um next series, uh Fury versus Carmine, uh Phase versus the Club, Falcons, uh, Dignitas. Uh so that's for the upper bracket. We'll we'll get to the lower bracket uh, later on, but any of those three stand out to you? Um any of those matchups? They were I all
0: really won. good matchups. Um, I'm gonna go with Falcons, Dignitas. Dignitas, man, they looked like they had it figured out. I'll say this, Owen. They looked like a good team for once. And then Falcons were just on their game. I uh, just, it, I felt bad for them. There was a lot of silly things that Dignitas did in the second half of the series. The first half of the series, they looked really good. The second half, they looked... They looked like old Dignitas, I'll say, <laughs> they just—they didn't have. <laughs> they just made a lot of silly mistakes, and I, I don't know. Their their offense is kind of flat at times, and their defense is just like, what? Why are we just sitting on the goal line watching the ball go over our heads, not jumping right. for it or backflipping or something? Just really silly stuff that just shouldn't happen. But at the first, yeah. I was I was hopeful. For a moment, and then I lost all hope.
1: <laughs> right. I, you know um, what it
0: was? You know what it was? What was it, it was after that game for overtime, and it just deflated Dignitas It's what it was. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, this is kind of like, I mean, 4-2ing Falcons isn't the worst way to go out of a, like to end your season and end your roster. Like it could go out way worse than that. Um. But I also don't think Falcons were were like peaking in this tournament whatsoever. So it also mm-hmm. kind of evens out. Uh, it's not that impressive. Um, yeah, but Dig. I mean, I I didn't get to rewatch the series, but just from what I remember, um, they just. I think like I said last podcast, they just kind of they can never get out of their shell consistently and that's just kind of how their season started and ended as well, you know what i mean? so mm-hmm. uh kind of sad for this roster, but i know there's all love between the players. Uh, i was watching scrubs uh stream and he was saying how much he he thinks they're great players and it was just, you know, better for them to to split up, but still kind of sad that this roster never did anything cuz it had first when they when that regional drew it looked so special. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they, it looked like they really had something that they could put together and it just it never came together after that fall major. Yep.
1: yep. Um so a bit sad there, but um moving to the uh lower bracket. Um unless you want to mention something about those other two series.
0: Uh well, Fury of Carmine was a really good series. Uh, <laughs> Fury was pretty dominant, I feel after yep. that first game. Uh in face club there was some speculation that there could have been some foul play maybe I don't know it was it, it was really weird there was a lot of weird technical timeouts yes. but I do feel like face probably deserved that win
1: it should have gone to 7 I think though there were so many yeah. goals taken away that the momentum was just killed um if you do want a, a run down of that I'd suggest going looking Go and look at Lawler's um, page. He, he can kind of explain that better. But basically, there were a lot of disconnects, I think, with with Cipical, I think it was, uh, which caused goals from the club to be taken away um, and Faye's winning games. I don't know if you could say based off of it because you don't know what the outcome would be regardless, but definitely give them um, an upper hand. So um, I think it should have gone seven. And that's really impressive for the club, though. Uh, their first time um well not first time they were in the spring uh, as well um but really impressive uh Reziers, is that uh no sorry I was thinking of lost uh, sorry I don't know why I said Razier's. <laughs> uh lost was really impressive to me uh kv1 was the one I was looking at initially um yeah, good same. ones player but I thought lost was actually the better threes player in I my agree. opinion.
0: He, he kind of uh, – it seemed like he was really the big part of their offense and really was the reason why goals got scored whenever the club scored.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I, I actually think looking back now, dropping KV1 was a good move for for them. Um, well, I wouldn't say good. I don't know enough about the team. But <laughs> definitely yeah. if you were going to kick somebody, I'd say KV1. Um, so. Uh, but no, good showing from them for their first uh, World Championship. Um, getting, uh, I think they played pretty well considering all the circumstances as well and, and their performance in the lower bracket. Um, so let's move to that. Um, lower bracket is Carmine over Optic uh, 4 2, and the club over Dig 4 2. Um, Optic, they showed a bit more offense in that game from what I remember, but again, Carmine. Uh, the blue wall like it's just they're just a better team I don't know if there's much to analyze nothing interesting but they're just a better team like in all aspects and rotation and offensive identity and defense um, everything I think they're just a better team and the players themselves are just better uh, not counting missed for Optic because he's really good
0: yeah I feel like the games that Optic won it was their defense really got locked down, and the blue wall, Carmen Core, just let really silly things through or poo goals through. <laughs> uh, and other than that, there wasn't really any offense to say from Optic Gaming. They had some looks, but none that were quality and none that went in uh, after those first couple games. I guess they had one score after that, but. Carmen Corp just kind of handled business after that.
1: Mm. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's how Optic's season ended against Carmine Corp. So um, GG and, and regain for Optic, I guess. <laughs> um, the club versus Dignitas. This is not one I, I saw going this way. I think the... Do you remember which, which uh, team... The crowd was more in favor, and I thought there was one that was heavily skewed for this matchup. I don't remember. I think it was the club, actually, or Dignitas.
0: Uh, I feel like it was Dignitas because people didn't want to see Dignitas bomb straight out.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, because they have a good fan base. Yeah. Um, no, but I was in, I was impressed by the club in this one, too. Like Again, Dignitas was struggling, um, but they... They, uh, handled business. Um, not much else to say. Cause again, I didn't, I didn't get to watch some of these series again. Um, and on the way up, I wasn't able to. So, um, some of these series I can't comment on a ton, but, uh, the club I think overall was impressive for the region. Um, and it kind of shows that there is more to, to Sam than just Furia. So, uh, impressive.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh-
1: Okay, um, let's move to the upper bracket semifinal. Uh, So the two semifinal games, G2-Furia, G2 winning that 4-2, and FaZe versus Falcons. Now, this is an interesting one. Um, FaZe sweeping Falcons uh, in the upper semifinal. Let's start there. So Falcons and FaZe... This was a really good matchup for the crowd because both teams were, were favorites. Uh, FaZe did a lot of, uh, like, I wouldn't say a lot, but um, above average kind of marketing and, and just kind of trying to get fans uh, and people to root for them with some of the stuff they had. There was, like, big yeah. cutouts of the players and stuff like that. Um, you guys gave me Cypical, which I don't forgive you for. Uh, <laughs> you weren't there. Anyway. did to choose. I got first
0: killer. I didn't want first killer.
1: I would (laughs) have traded with you. I would trade, but I didn't want typical less. So (laughs) wow, that's surprising. Anyway, um, so I, so uh, so phase clan versus Falcons. Um, this is surprising, uh, because I expected Falcons to be at least top three or four in the event, not like struggling to make it out of uh, groups. And especially against a team like FaZe. Like, FaZe, I don't remember them bumping a lot. That's not their identity. So, like, they Falcons don't even struggle with bumping. So, I don't know um, what what the problem was with Falcons in the series. Like, why they couldn't overcome FaZe. I thought FaZe was, out of all the teams, more of a one-dimensional team or two-dimensional team compared to some of the other teams that they've beaten, especially in... Uh, Spring. Um, (laughs) So, this was this whole tournament for them was really odd, but especially against FaZe. That was a team I thought they could handle. Um, Not like sweep them, but you know, 2 4, game 7, but not a 4 0 sweep against them.
0: Yeah, I was surprised by that as well, especially since the last time they met. uh, Falcons seemed to kind of just handle FaZe like like they were nothing almost. I mean, they they really. They really figured out their play style. But I think what made this different was that Falcons didn't really uh, seem like themselves this series. And that could be because of the way that FaZe played. But I feel like that could be part of the reason why they had such a hard time. But FaZe, they really played like a team. This is when they started playing like a team for once. And... Whenever phase plays like a team, they are very scary. Uh, I don't know if you really can stop Faze. uh We saw there was one moment in game four where I was like, whoa, this is Falcons, where the ball was up. It was zero seconds. Next time it hits the floor, it's dead. And it went from end to end twice, I think, and Falcons Almost scored But AJ got a crazy heroic save Uh, It would have went to overtime It wouldn't have been the winner But Falcons just never really Got going in this series Until it was really too late Honestly
1: Yeah so um, Unfortunate for for Falcons They obviously were in the uh, uh, Upper bracket semifinals So they still had another chance But um, just unfortunate for them. Uh, G2 Furia. Um, also, Furia was a team that I was really writing for. I wanted the minor region teams to to make it far. Um, so this day was pretty bad for me. Going to be totally <laughs> honest. Uh, especially once we move to the uh, lower bracket. Uh, G2 Furia. Um, I, I'm not totally shocked that it went this way. Uh, G2, I think plays in in many ways similar to Furia and uh, like how offensive heavy they are and the passing they use and I think they're the better um, better at that when they're peaking which uh, they definitely were playing well here very high scoring um, uh, series for them uh, so I didn't expect it to go any differently but I did maybe expect Furia to Kind of level up a bit which they didn't as much but that's kind of nitpicking I think there were still 4 overtimes so a super close series overall but um, ends up being
0: 4-2 yeah it was there was 4 overtimes and it was pretty high scoring overall uh, a yep. lot of a lot of high scoring games uh, I kind of agree in the way that G2 and Furia kind of play the same way where they're pretty offensively strong and they put a lot of shots on that. Uh, and they have a really structured offense. Uh, but G two, I think, just was the better, uh, polished team in this occasion. Yeah, because that's of that. a good way to put it. They were the they were the ones that came out victorious.
1: Yeah, no, and I think, like, Furia, uh, I wouldn't call them structured like you did. I I don't think I'd call them a structured. Offense. I think G2 is very structured, and I think that worked well for them in this high pressure situation and on land. So maybe that's something Furia can tweak, but it's also their greatest strength, too, is their unpredictability. So I think Furia is kind of at the same level as maybe like a season seven G2. Is that fair? Or season like, I mean, obviously, I think mechanically they're probably better, but like just their offense uh, as a whole season seven maybe um and maybe that's even get, giving them too little credit because they've made it so far in all these tournaments and I, I don't think a team with a season seven offense would be that far so um but basically I think g2 just has the the much more structured uh and kind of tried and true play style they've they've been uh, they've used it for pretty much as long as they've been in the league this type of offense so um against the best team so uh it does not surprise me that they pulled ahead um in a close 4-2 series let's move to the semifinals, where i start to get really depressed um (laughs) i was looking through my twitter today uh and sometimes i just look through the dms i don't know why i read all my dms and i don't get that many so i don't know why i go back and look at them but uh, the last thing I sent to Bel Air, Bell, if you're listening to this, shout out to you. Great content you're putting out uh, recently. I like the little short clips. Um, anyway, uh, I-, I texted Bel Air at the end of this Falcon series uh, where Carmen beat them two four, or four two, and I basically just said like, "Oh, it was a great day of Rocket League. Yeah, it was awesome, but I'm sad. Like that's just how I felt. Puebla lost." Falcons got swept, and then they got knocked out of the tournament four two by by Carmine Corp to end the day. Like that was the last game, I think. Um, so I was just depressed. I don't have analysis. Uh, I'll give it to Drew, and maybe I'll I'll say something after I uh, <laughs> go go get some tissues or something. Yeah,
0: it was it was an interesting series to me. I mean, these two play styles pretty close clashed pretty interestingly. I didn't think that they were going to clash like this. And I, for some reason, I really thought that the Falcons were going to take this one for two. But I did too. Yeah. Um, I mean... We Marvin, know what the Falcons can be. And they just yeah. haven't been it recently. I mean, they, they placed top two at uh the spring major. But they just, in the grand finals, they just looked so not themselves. Not the Falcons that we know. It's whenever the pressure is really, really on them, they just don't—they don't, they don't I, look like themselves.
1: I don't know if I'd say that because some of their most clutch moments are in like the final seconds of a game, but mm-hmm. I agree. Definitely, I agree. definitely. I don't know if it's causation or just correlation here, but but ever since they lost in spring, they didn't place like well in in uh, a eight, and they mm-hmm. lost on home field turf again. It's a different format. I understand, but they also are pretty well formatted for it, arguably. So anyway. Uh, yeah. For sure. Um they haven't looked the same confidence wise and energy wise to me. Um, and that obviously could just be something that I'm seeing that isn't actually there, but they just do seem to tick off um in the way they carry themselves, like physically, like body language as well as their gameplay, so um haven't heard anything about roster changes. I would not do that. Um they they're so good right now don't don't break something that's that's not broken Mm -hmm. um but definitely interested to see uh how dominant they are internationally uh in the fall major next year
0: yeah i'll be interested if they can turn it around because like you said after that grand final well yeah after that grand final they just really haven't looked the same since
1: yep so um Still really good, but really disappointed after that series. I just wanted Falcons to make it. <laughs> Do you remember? I, that's all I talked about. Like it that is. day, I was like, Falc- I predicted. I was like, "Falcons are gonna make it." I like, I was so proud of my bracket uh, for playoffs. I was like, "Yep, I know who's going." And as always, we never know anything. Um, but definitely, like out of any of the teams, I expected Falcons to make it um, with uh, uh, with pretty great certainty. So the last series um, of groups um, to to qualify for playoffs was Furia versus the Club, and this is just the crowd loved this one. We had Chamaco casting it, Shogun, Yummy. We had a diverse cast, um, and I was really actually just I, I, I these last few games I've been more commenting on the atmosphere in the games, um, which I'm going to unapologetically do because it was my first LAN. <laughs> um, but I was surprised by how like hype Texas was for this same matchup. Um, I remember it getting really loud. And I mean, most people voted for Furia because they're a fan favorite. Uh, but just seeing these two like having to go at it to make it through, it was just special. And I think in the World Championship, like, that just heightens it even more. So this was just a joy to watch. It was a 4-3 series, super close all the way through. Like, literally all the way through. You had no clue who was going to win. Uh, two overtimes that went uh, two minutes uh, into it, so they got pretty deep. Uh, two timeouts um, by either side. Or, sorry, one timeout to a total. Um, so, I don't know. It was just a really fun game to watch. I I, I didn't really have... Um, as big of a bone in the fight as I did with Falcons, definitely would I definitely did want Furia to win. Uh, but I, this is just one series I could kind of kick back and and enjoy watching. Um, and I thought both teams sh- sh- uh, showed up incredibly for their regions. Uh, so just this 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 series out of all uh, in the uh, groups just gave me warm fuzzy feelings. It was just. Something that I could enjoy watching without fear of of a team I really like going out.
0: Yeah, I agree. And to this point, this probably was the best series. Maybe the Space Station Simpra series was better, but this was probably the best series. So if you didn't get to watch this one, go back and watch it. Highly, highly recommend it. Very close all the way through. These two teams knew each other really, really well. Yeah. And that's probably what made it such a good series is that they knew what to expect, both play styles that they're used to playing against and with. Uh, it was surprisingly de- defensive, like a Sam series. I kind of would have expected it to be a little more high scoring, but it was right, it was surprisingly defensive. It was a lot of really, really good Rocket League was played.
1: Yeah, I am, yeah, because I thought it could go a couple different ways like okay so they're on land so inherently they they might be a bit more defensive a bit um more timid just cuz most teams are on land or they could play the exact same because they know each other uh so it was interesting to see kind of where that led and you're right we don't normally see Sam play this type of of style of, of gameplay so i thought it was kind of like a cool like hybrid of Sam but also um but also kind of like a more uh EUNA playstyle uh, for certain teams so i thought i thought it was interesting how they played for sure yeah yeah i agree um but that's going to do it though so moist up to this point bds v1 nrg g2 phase carmine and furia are the eight teams that qualified uh for playoffs it was a good groups. Um, did not get to watch uh, a ton of the um, quarterfinal matchups because we were driving to Texas when those were going on. But got to rewatch some of those. Those were good. Uh, it was a good, it was a good uh, group stage, I think, especially compared to um, Wildcard. Things just slowly got more exciting. Uh, Wildcard, there was a lot of sweeps. There were less in here. And there was a ton of good games in the playoffs. So kind of really just slowly ramped up into an awesome event. So uh, just uh, a lot to look back on. A lot of good memories with this being our first LAN. So it it was just a really fun experience to be there. And also just to watch the best teams play Rocket League. Minus Falcons not making it. Uh, (laughs) So Drew, is there anything you want to mention uh, before we start closing things uh, closing things down uh, I
0: I look forward to talking about playoffs there was a lot of really really good series in yeah. the playoffs so that'll be fun to talk about
1: yeah that's the one I'm most excited for because it's the most vivid in my mind uh, up to this point I think the first day of uh, that we were there uh, for the group stage it was kind of like I was taking everything in so I couldn't focus on the games entirely <laughs> I think for a lot of it because it was just all so new and cool uh, and then the playoffs i was able to kind of focus more so um really fun uh, we appreciate you guys watching a bit of a longer episode i think that's fine um i think sometimes me personally I, Drew's always super cool about it but me personally i think i i sometimes like things a bit too structured so i i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna try to be better about that and i think an hour 20 is plenty fun for a podcast so um we appreciate everybody listening um we have one more week of recapping worlds so we kind of move on to to off-season stuff uh discussions and also um a new way to uh enjoy the pitch will be happening uh, after next episode um so we hope you guys look forward to that and we'll talk about it more probably next episode Uh, so we look forward to that and we look forward to seeing you guys again for the next episode where we recap uh, the playoff stage of the world championship it's kind of where everything the whole season led up to that Uh, so it was uh, really tense and it's going to be fun to recap Uh, so we thank you guys again for watching and we'll see you guys next week